Welcome to RVR's Life After Camp podcast. Learn about the camp and retreat ministries of RVR at rivervalleyranch.com. Enjoy. Good morning. Good morning. Y'all tired? No. Yeah. Y'all gonna fall asleep on the ride home? No. What's, what's your name? Anna? Anna, can you stand up here for a second? I just love Anna's shirt. That's the only reason I want to bring up right now. Read that shirt. That's amazing. Anna, where did you get that shirt? Do you know? Target. My, we're stopping on the Target on the way home. I love your shirt, Anna. Nicely. It, oh, let me move out the way. Allergic to mornings. Look at that. Thank you, Anna. Thank you. Love that shirt. Great commercial for Target. Now everybody's going to go to Target. Anybody else allergic to mornings? Way too many. Are y'all allergic to nighttime too? Oh, all right. Mondays? Mondays? <laughs> well, tomorrow's coming. Take some Benadryl tonight. All right, so uh, this is our last time together, but it's, it's been a really, really good weekend. I always like to start these moments, the last time we have together, in this way. Uh, it's fun being a speaker, but I understand a lot of the work of loving you and teaching your faith is not just me speaking to you for 20 minutes a couple times over the weekend. A lot of that work is done by your leaders. And a lot of times your leaders are loving and caring for you. And sometimes we forget to tell them how much we appreciate them. Don't you agree with that? So you know what we're going to do right now? I'd love to know how much you appreciate But before you get up, what I want you to do is I'm going to count to three. When I count to three, I want you with your voices to yell as loud as your level of appreciation to them. I want you to clap. I want you to yell. I want you to turn towards your leader and make them be embarrassed. Okay. Now, listen, you can't be quiet. Let your leader know how much you care about them and all they've done. All right, on the count of three. One, two, three, go. Let them know it. Let them know it. Good, good, good. Good stuff. So here's a tip. Here's a tip. It is good at least once a year, but just every once in a while to let your leaders know how much you appreciate them so that they can know that the work that they're doing um, that you appreciate. It's just good to let them know. Oh, what I want to do, I need two volunteers this morning. Okay. I'm going to get... Cowboy hat? I can't turn on the cowboy hat. Cowboy hat and red shirt. What does your shirt say? Arborsville Pirates, is that what it says? What's your name? Billy. Billy. Welcome, Billy. Reagan. 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 Welcome, Reagan. You too, if you could stand up here so everybody can see you, that'd be great. And this morning, it's not going to be very, very difficult. You don't have to do any push-ups. But I want you, uh, Reagan, I want you to be um, a bird, a regular bird that I would see walking down the street. Um, remind me of your name again. Logan. Billy. What's your name again? Billy. 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 Billy and Reagan. Billy, I want you to be an eagle. Okay? So, Reagan, if you could begin to show me how a bird, a normal bird, flies. I want you to, I want you to physically display for us. Good. Good. Now, now Reagan, you can stay in space. Stay right there in space. Show me how they fly. Show me how they flap a, a little bit faster. You're going to get a workout. You're going to get a little aerobic workout. A little bit faster. Yeah, because if, if your birds flew that way, they'd probably crash, right? So faster. like they, There we go, right there. All right. Now, Billy, I want you to show me 
I'm going to be actually more specific. Here we go. Reagan, I want you to show me how a hummingbird flies. Ready? And Billy, I want you to show me how an eagle flies. You stay in your position, but I want you to show me. Ready? On three. One, two, three, go. Good. Good. All right. There we go. So, Billy, at some point, what does an eagle do? Don't, don't, don't stop. I want you all to keep going. What does an eagle end up doing, Billy? At some point. There we go. Now, I want you to look at this. I want us to tell some differences between how an eagle flies and a hummingbird flies. What are some differences? Okay, but tell me some differences in their actions. What are they doing? Hummingbird is... Uh, huh? Okay, good. The hummingbird seems more eager to do something. They flap really, really, really... Come on, Rick. Really, really fast. Yes. Every now and then the eagle can soar. Any other insights? Okay. I want... Come on, Rick. You will, when you leave here in your faith with Christ, have an option of how you're going to go. You will either live as the hummingbird who frantically is like, I got to do everything. I got to do it all. I got to do it all. I got to do it all. And it is exhausting. And many of us have already been living that way. Or you will soar like an eagle. Now, the Bible often says this. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like hummingbirds. Like what? Eagles. What helps an eagle soar? Reagan, you can take a... Were you, were you flapping when I turned around? When I turned back, you stopped flapping? Okay, that's all right. I'm not going to hate on you. All right, so both of you can show me the soar. I'm going to ask both of you this question. What helps an eagle to soar? His wings? Uh-huh. What else? Anybody? Wow. What's your name? Huh? Oliver said, wingspan and updrift. Good job. Reagan, Billy, thank you for your exercise and your display. Thank you. Oliver, great point. Wingspan and updrift. The eagle needs to have the trust to spread its wings. It has to have a large wingspan. I want to encourage you in your time with the Lord and your time with the scriptures and your time with prayer. That is you having a long wingspan. And the only way you can soar is by the Lord, by his spirit giving you flight. That's what that looks like for you to have full surrender. Now, here's the great encouragement I want to leave you with this morning. As you now go back home and you say, well, Lord, what do I do now? How do I engage my relationships? How do I go to school? How do I live a surrendered life? I want to encourage you that the Lord will be the one to cause you to soar. When I was a young boy, I had this idea, two ideas, two big ideas. One was, uh, I grew up in a rough neighborhood. I literally used to think this idea, I'm not going to see the age of 18. That was my mindset. But then I had this other idea of like, I feel like God caused me to be born to do something good for him. And I don't feel like I'm going to die until I do that work. Kind of like Joseph, right? Anybody feel like God has called them to do something big for him? Anybody? Okay. So I still don't even know what that is. I just have this confidence that I'm not going to die until I do it. Because it's not up to me. It's up to God, right? Now, sometimes like a weekend like this, I'll leave like, that was a really good weekend. Was that it? Is it time for me to die? Hopefully not. Hopefully I'm not done yet, right? But ultimately, me accomplishing what God created me to do is up to him. But I have full confidence that I'm going to be here until he leads me to accomplish it. And I believe that for every single one of you, 
that God will accomplish what he desires to accomplish in you. I want to read these verses to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Here is the good news. We talked a lot about family and whether your family background is one that's been hard or your family background has been one that's been good. Here's good news. It doesn't matter where we've come from. When we have Christ in our lives, we become new people. He makes us a new creation. Therefore, our history doesn't determine our future. It is our life in Christ that does. And here is evidence in it. Don't take me from that word. We will read it from the... Oh, yeah, that's so good. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new will come tomorrow? No. The new is what? It's here. You are new in Christ All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Anybody know what the word reconcile means? That's a big word. Reconcile means this. If something was mine and it was put away and it was hidden from me, I can be reconciled when we come back together. What was the most important thing you ever lost? Your phone? Everybody lost their phone. Is that the most important thing? What else? How about what's the most important thing you've ever lost? A family member. That's a big one. Yes. Yourself, whoa, y'all getting deep on me real quick. Self-esteem. A pet, right? To reconcile means that there will be a day, one day, when those things that were separated from us will be brought together. And it says this, that Jesus came to take a world that was separated from God and somehow powerfully bring those two things together. And when he brought you back to him, he then gave you the work to go wherever you're going and to bring others back to him. Or others that don't agree with each other anymore to bring those people back together. Can I teach you something about reconciliation? You ever have somebody that you had a broken friendship with and y'all don't like each other anymore? Show of hands if you ever had that happen. Yeah, yeah, right. Here's what the Bible tells us, which is so crazy. It is this. It says that Christ died for us when we were still sinners. So even when we didn't want to come back to Christ, he died for us. And he did it so that we could be reconciled to him. Biblical reconciliation isn't, hey, do you realize that you're wrong and I realize I'm wrong? We should come back together. No, biblical reconciliation is this. I'm going to come back to you even if you hurt me because I know that you did me wrong, but I love you anyway, and that's what reconciliation is. Jesus has called us to be people of peace in a crazy world. But here's the good thing. You don't have to do it. It is his work through you. Anybody know what an ambassador is? Yes, what is an ambassador? Someone who leads someone else. Great, can we add to that some more? I I keep calling on you. All right, I'm gonna get one more. Someone who represents uh, multiple uh, multiple people. Someone who represents multiple people. Yes, so like America has an ambassador to, I don't know, what's your favorite country? France. Okay. My my wife's French-Canadian. I'll say France. So America has an ambassador in France, and the ambassador in France represents who? All American interests. And the Bible, the scripture we just read said, we are ambassadors for Christ. So wherever you go, you are there to represent Jesus Christ. Isn't that good? Wherever you go. So if you're in chaos, like, Lord, why would you bring me to this chaos? He's like, I sent you there because you represent my peace. And the important part is that whoever you represent 
is the one who is responsible for taking care of you. I want you to hear this as we leave. Whoever you represent is responsible for taking care of you. It's important for you to know that because you might go places and you might think to yourself, if I got to be the one that does all the good things that God is waiting for you to perform. But the reality is, if you represent Christ, he is responsible for you. He is responsible for caring for you. He is responsible for working through you. Kind of like the eagle, that the eagle can't soar without the wind. Wouldn't it be horrible for God to design eagles, give them big wings, it's too big to flap like this, but big like this, and then kick them off the nest, and then they go like this, and there's no wind? Wouldn't that be horrible? Wouldn't it be horrible for him to say, you're my ambassador, I'm going to send you out there to represent me, and then I'm just going to leave you alone, there's nothing going to be there? Wouldn't it be horrible? But the reality is, just as eagles were created and designed to trust the wind in order to soar, is that wherever the Lord leads you, he will take care of you because you represent him. My encouragement and last encouragement is this. I pray that there's some eagles in this room. Has anybody ever seen a falcon, a hawk, or an eagle soar before? What words would you use to describe that? Graceful, peaceful. Majestic. Yeah. When you see it, it causes you to stop, and you're like, man, that is beautiful. Right? I pray that your lives will be like the soaring eagle. That when people see you, they have no idea how you're still soaring. That when people see you, they pause and stop and say, how is that so majestic? And may it be a testimony to the one you represent, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray for us, and we're going to have a last time for worship. I want to encourage you all with this before we leave, that you raise up those long eagle wings, and you worship the Lord with everything that you have remaining in you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you again for every young person here, every adult here, every leader. I thank you for the example of the hummingbird who flies with so much energy and the example of the eagle who soars with majesty. I pray that your sons and daughters in this room will be the ones that learn to trust you, that be the ones that will refrain from flapping so frantically, but instead will extend their wings and say, Lord, I am yours. Enable me to soar for your glory. I pray that they would be examples of your majesty and peace in places of chaos. As you unfold their story, their personal story in their lives, may you bring to fulfillment every dream, every promise, every hope that you have placed inside of them. May every gift in their mind, in their hands, every gift you've given them, may it be used to your glory, for your sake, for the advancement of your kingdom. May this world know that there is a living God because of the courage of these young people in this room. Not by our efforts, but Lord, by your spirit and by your might. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you're able, let's walk forward and we can worship together in these last songs. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Live After Camp episode. Discover all of the year-round adventures at RVR and find out how you can support our ministry at rivervalleyranch.com. Thanks.